Welcome back to Bible Plus, guys. Today we're in Revelation chapter 18. And if you listened in yesterday, we're in this section right now, uh, chapter 17, 18, and the first few verses of chapter 19, dealing with the absolute destruction of Babylon the Great. It's really interesting, and uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 says that all scripture is profitable for teaching um, and instruction in righteousness, so we're going to get that help from the Word of God today. Uh, Let's just start off, I want to start off with a quick Bible quiz question for you all, and it's this. Where in the New Testament is the first mention of the word hallelujah? We all know the word hallelujah. Where is the first place in the New Testament that hallelujah is mentioned? Uh, We know it's used in the Psalms a lot, but what about in the New Testament? I'll give you a second here. Tick tock, tick tock. Where do you think? Okay, it's actually not mentioned until we get here in Revelation to chapter 19, right following the destruction of Babylon the Great. Can you can you believe that? Revelation 19 uh, verses 1 through 6 are actually the only verses in the entire New Testament that say hallelujah. So it's mentioned there four times, and it's right in this section referring and even mentioning hallelujah for the destruction of Babylon. There's like an eruption of praise on the earth and in the heavens when Babylon the Great is utterly destroyed. Why is this the first time it comes up? And why is the destruction of a city reason for hallelujah and praise from the universe? Okay, that's what we're going to get into. We need to see the source of Babylon to understand why there's that response of hallelujah. Babylon the Great, it didn't come from just nowhere. In Genesis 11, the beginning of the Bible, mankind at the apex of their rebellion from God under a leader called Nimrod created a city and they erected a tower at a city called Babel, if you remember. And the root word for Babel and Babylon is the same. It's a word meaning confusion, like just Babel. Confusion. Man was here rebelling, but they were under utter confusion. Here is where human society with religion, commerce, and politics had its origin. So the only thing was, it was a society apart from God and in rebellion against God. And the result was confusion. This city in the Bible is always opposed to God's city, Jerusalem. Later, uh, Babel became Babylon under a leader called Nebuchadnezzar, and Babylon ended up destroying God's temple in Jerusalem and stealing all the vessels in the temple for worship to God. Now, we see these line, this line continuing through the Bible. Here at the end of the Bible, we still see these two lines of these two cities. Only now, it's Babylon the Great and her destruction, and the new Jerusalem descending from heaven as the kingdom of God. The destruction of Babylon here is not accidental. Actually, in this chapter 18, verse 20, shows that there was prayer for this destruction to happen. Uh, this was the actually the answer to the prayer of God's people praying under the throne in Revelation 6. Um, the destruction here, it's an end to all that confusion and rebellion against God. It's an end 
to all world religion that leads man astray and an end to evil commerce and politics. Remember, these are the same two entities, religion and politics, who crucified our Lord Jesus. But here in Revelation 17 and 18 is their final end. So the angels in the heaven and God's people here at the end of the great tribulation, they cannot withhold their praises and hallelujahs. When Babylon is finished, God's kingdom comes in. So the destruction in Revelation 8, 18 um, um, is, or sorry, the, the destruction in Revelation 17 is the religi- religious aspect of Babylon shown in the Roman apostate church. Here in chapter 18, the destruction is the material aspect of Babylon, which is the city of Rome, the hub of capitalistic commerce and politics. And just four practical keys I wanted to pull out from this chapter for us to stay in the line of Jerusalem and out of the line of Babylon as God's people. In verse four, I love this. It says, come out of her. Don't compromise, but come out. Come out of Babylon. Come out of confusion. Come out of rebellion. Come into Christ. Come into our spirit where Christ is, where there's reality uh, where there's real, true worship, not something superficial. Get out from idolatry. And this coming out requires our cooperation and willingness to come out of her. All right, second practical key, verse 13. Uh, it goes through this list of commodities that are bought and sold in material bought Babylon. And the final one, you know what it is? The souls of men were bought and sold. Can you believe that? We don't want to sell ourselves uh, to Babylon, this Babylonian world system. We don't want to ever sell ourselves to our employer or our profession or a hobby or or music. Um, Though we need need so many of these things while we, we live on this earth, but we never want to sell ourselves and sell our souls. We want to be occupied solely by God. Okay, the third practical key, verse 20, prayer. Um, There's a group of people, God's followers on the earth, who pray for God's kingdom to come and pray for the destruction of Babylon. Want to stay in the line of Jerusalem? Be a person of prayer. The last practical key, uh, this is from the beginning of chapter 19, but be a person uh, living day to day with hallelujahs, praise to the Lord, and we'll see Babylon for what it is and we'll be persons uh, staying in the line of Jerusalem, staying in the line of God's kingdom. Okay, guys, uh, thanks for joining the uh, Bible Plus podcast today. This was Revelation 18. Hope you all have a great day.